This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, but yeah, talking about friendship and where we are, and talking about computers, actually, um, you know, for all the talk about technology and social media bringing us together and allowing us all to stay in touch better than ever before, real-world evidence indicates the opposite. When it comes to friends and making friends, we're not doing very well. Things are getting harder and harder. Now, it's not just technology. That's part of it. But goes back way farther than that. So let's find out. We're going to chat with Marissa Franco, who's a psychologist and author of the book Platonic, How the Science of Attachment Can Help You Make and Keep Friends. Marissa, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for having me. Interesting conversation to have here. And I think, you know, just based on what I was doing, uh, the reading prior to this, there's all kinds of evidence showing out there that not just in the last five or 10 years, but going back decades, we're seeing our social lives change and there's more and more mentions and people complaining about loneliness, right? I mean, the evidence is there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been getting more and more lonely for decades now. Why? When did it start? Like, when do you, was there a shift? Is, I mean, can you put your finger on any one reason? Um, there's a lot of different reasons. I mean, our communities used to be more built in and not sought after. That was when people were working at home and bartering goods. But then, you know, as when industrializations happened, people started to move for their jobs and networks started to taper, community bonds tapered because, you know, according to the research, the more we move, the more disposable our relationships become. Yeah. So industrialization was sort of the start of it, but then we've had many other factors that have continued to amplify it. Many different ways of, but in a sense, would it be fair to say many different ways of doing the same sort of thing, like removing those social situations that existed for so long, where just by default, we were together and relationships sprung up, those sorts of situations just don't happen as much as they used to? Exactly. Yeah. And and that one of the amplifying factors in in Robert Putnam's book, Bowling Alone, he talks about why we've become so much less engaged in our communities, whether that's, you know, the gardening club, the place of worship, the bowling league. And his his big finding from all the research is that it started with the creation of the television, because before then we did leisure in public with other people. It was a time to spend with our community. And then after the television, we started to have leisure within the four walls of our home. And we had this snack of connection through the television where we felt a little bit connected, but it's not enough to, to have a full meal, but it was enough to hold us over. So we weren't leaving the home to find connection in the same way. That's interesting. When you talk about that connection, when we talk about technology, and I mean, everybody says stay connected. I mean, that's what social media, Facebook, stay connected to your family and friends. You've got your phone. You're always connected. That's what we hear about all the time. But I think if you sit back and think, yeah, okay, we may be connected in that sense, but the actual connections, the relationships just don't seem the same as fulfilling. We're not, we're not, you know, meeting that need that we all have through that virtual relationship, right? We're not. I mean, according to the research, there's a theory called social presence theory that the more we're fully present socially, the deeper the connection. And that's found based on the research that interacting in person creates feelings of connection more than phone, more than text message, more than over video. 
So, okay, so we're in this situation now where I think a lot of people have recognized that, okay, this is a problem. I don't have uh, the kind of meaningful friendships in my life that I want. How do you go about doing that? It's tough now because, like, I just got a text from somebody, and this happened with me. Uh, Doug says, Shay, we made friends with some of the parents from our daughter's sports teams. And that, yeah, absolutely. I was involved with hockey and I made some friends there as well. But if you, if you don't have that regular instance of, oh, you're going to keep running into this person over and over and over and a relationship may form, how do you go about doing it? I mean, do you go online? Do you form, you know, do you start a new club? I mean, how do you go about making friends when you're a grown up? Yeah, so there's a sociologist, Rebecca Adams, who argues that friendships happen organically when we have continuous unplanned interaction and shared vulnerability, which is like school, right? But as adults, we don't have that. At work, we're not really vulnerable with other people. So we do have to recreate that in our lives. And I like what you said about the hockey club. What I recommend more generally for people is choose a hobby and do it in community. Do you like hiking? Do you like running? Do you like improv? Do you like language class? Do you like meditating? Do it around other people because that's giving you continuous unplanned interaction and shared vulnerability. But don't just show up. You know, showing up means you overcome something called overt avoidance, which means you avoid people because you're afraid. But you also have to overcome covert avoidance, which means when you when you're covertly avoiding people, you show up physically but disengage mentally. You're just on your phone. You're not introducing yourself. So you actually have to say oh, hey, you know, it's great to meet you at this running club. How long have you been going? How have you been enjoying it? You really have to put yourself out there and initiate because friendship does not happen organically in adulthood. It's work. You have to actually work at making friends. You have to try. You have to try. And in fact, thinking it's just something that happens based on luck in one study was linked to being more lonely over time because it keeps us from trying. It makes sense. It's sort of a self-fulfilling thing. Yeah. Um, so first step, if somebody's listening right now, I guess it's like you say, start a hobby, find something you're interested in, find a way to do it with other people, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can also reconnect with someone in your past. The, re- the studies actually find that when we reconnect with people, they actually appreciate it more than we predict. And, you know, when we've been out of touch for a while, it's more surprising. And that makes people even happier to receive our reconnection texts. And That's related to another tip that I share, because I think one of the biggest barriers to connection is thinking we'll be rejected, but instead, assume people like you, because according to the research, when people are told to hold that assumption, they actually become warmer and friendlier and more open, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. That's easier said than done, though. I mean, come on, Marissa. (laughs) It's a practice. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) <laughs> um, I got a text from a listener, and this is kind of interesting because we were talking about technology, and they're saying, what about these meetup web?" She, she apparently, I don't know what meetup website she's talking about, but she joined a group about tennis there and making friends every week says it's awesome. So, I mean, you can use technology to facilitate your search for groups to join, right? Absolutely. And that's what this, the research on technology shows us, that there's actually not a direct link between loneliness and social media use because it depends on how you use it. Those people that use social media to foster in-person connection are less lonely than those people that aren't on social media. But those people that use social media to replace in-person connection, they're at home alone every day and they're just scrolling through Instagram or TikTok rather than connecting with people. They're the most lonely of anyone. Very interesting. Marissa, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today.